0: tuned in to episode 61 of the video game pals. Uh, I am not Pete. I am Sean. Pete and Andy have decided that uh, they're too good for this show and uh, that they want to start their own show on their own network. So they've left Thompson and I to it and Thompson and I are going to prove that we are the superior of the four of the four pals, we're the superior half. And, uh, so hopefully you guys agree with that, and Pete and, uh, Andy will be compelled to come back because they realize that their show stinks without us. (laughs) We are the meat and potatoes. We are the meat and potatoes. Wait, so, are you the meat or the potatoes? It's a good one. (laughs) Actually, I don't know. (laughs) I think I'm the meat. I'm the meat. You're the potatoes.
1: I like potatoes, though. I live on (laughs) that, (laughs) motherfucker.
0: So, uh... We're, we're excited to do this, excited to talk games as we do every single week here. Um, before we jump into the meat of it, uh, I do want to let you guys know where you can find us. We are all over the internet. We're on Apple Podcasts, where we're a five-star rated show, uh, so you can find us on there. And of course, wherever else you like to listen to podcasts, we should be there too. Uh, and if we're not, let us know so we can get on there. Uh we are at the Comics Pals, wherever your social media is sold. You can write to us on there if you feel like it. And uh, if you want to get us directly, if you want to get the Video Game Pals specifically and not the Comics Pals, then you've got to write to us at thevideogamepals at gmail.com. Last but not least, if you're on YouTube and watching this, be sure to share this video with your friends and subscribe to our channel for more content like this it's free to do and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you so head over there and do that because it helps uh so we're gonna start the show off with a question guess that means it's time for a random question <laughs> of the week see i can do this without yeah. blowing out your speaker yeah
1: yeah i have ears still thank you <laughs> it's okay
0: isn't it nice it's uh, beautiful So, the question of the day is, what do you feel is your greatest gaming gap? And by that, I mean, what game, what series of games, what franchise have you missed out on that is generally considered to be great? Hmm.
1: It's a tough one, since I have played everything on every console and every system for (laughs) most of my life. Um... I think I think honestly, like the Wii, not having one, uh, there are a a ton of games on there that everyone went you know bonkers for. Like you know, there's there's a great library of games that I just never even got access to because I fell off the Nintendo train after the sixty four. I mean, I had a GameCube, but like I had like nothing for it. So um, it just like PlayStation took over or Xbox took over at some point. Um, Yeah, the only two things I didn't actually play. Or the Wii era stuff, uh, the Wii U, which like you know it's all coming to Switch anyway, uh, and, and the current Xbox, which is mostly on other stuff anyway too. So I've truly only missed the Wii era, and like it, it sold bananas. So like it's got to be good, you know. <laughs> and I always had fun with it. Anytime I played with any of our friends, so Wii era games, just like all of them, <laughs> every That's single a one. Lot.
0: Yeah, is it a is a lot.
1: lot. It's uh... a massive chunk.
0: Wow, so Super Mario Galaxy, right?
1: Never played. Um, what else? I know yeah, the last Zelda Mario way. I had was uh sixty four, and the last Zelda I had until Breath of the Wild was Ocarina.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh for me, it's tough. I okay, so I have two two answers. Um the number one big one for me is Metal Gear.
1: Nice. Because okay.
0: I I played uh the last one. What's that? Metal Gear Four or Five? I five. think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Five. Oh, they're all so confusing,
0: man. <laughs> yeah. I played it a little bit, very little, um, and I loved it. But I realized, wait, I don't know what's going on. I I don't want to play this without knowing the story. So well,
1: spoiler, you won't know what's going on even if you do play it. <laughs> so don't
0: worry. <laughs> Uh, I, I I feel like the the Metal Gear franchise has this big story that's so epic. I've heard so much about it. And for me to not have experienced that, I feel like I'm missing out on something huge. Um, so then I bought all the other games, but I bought them in weird ways. Like I bought Metal Gear 1 for the GameCube. Okay, yeah. I didn't uh, know they made that, actually. Yeah. And then I was playing it on my Wii, actually. Uh, that that tells you when I did this. And I was like, "Wait a second! I don't want to do this. I want to play this on the PlayStation." So, then I stopped playing it, and then I never got Metal Gear One for the PlayStation. So it's a
1: shame. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. There is a a, a the whole like thing about the series that's gripped me since like you know the. the the regular Nintendo had the snakes revenge or whatever, I think. Uh, yeah. And like, and like, I didn't know the story back then or all that, but when I found out that like, Metal Gear solid, you know, uh, as, as wild well as it was, I was a kid and it, it gripped me ever since. And, and uh, it took me multiple playthroughs with a lot of like guides to really understand what the fuck is happening. Especially when you get to four, it's just like logic starts just going out the window. You know what I mean? Sure.
0: <laughs> that's cool to me i'm i'm into it uh i've heard a lot of zany things about it as well and i'm just like man i, I want this i want in so uh, nano machines. <laughs> i'm gonna have to uh jump on that bandwagon really soon
1: yeah dude uh, i mean Girl survive came out like that if that's a testament to the series like <laughs> that's zany all right that's terrible <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then uh I've never played Skyrim one time, wow. one anything. I've never been Damn. in the presence of Skyrim at all, so... Jesus, uh, any Elder Scrolls game or just Skyrim? Uh, any Elder Scrolls game. So there you go, oh, Elder shit. Scrolls, yeah.
1: Wow, that is something, like, Morrowind and Oblivion together, I thought, had a chance.
0: Nope. Uh <laughs> Never even seen them. Like, I- I've oof. never seen... I've seen Skyrim, but uh, not because I, I was seeking it out. I think it's like impossible to avoid, yeah, a commercial yeah. or something there, or other. There's... But I've never I've never seen what an Elder Scrolls game other than Skyrim looks like.
1: Wow. Well, uh, the last two Morrowind and Oblivion were similar, you know, in, in first person and all that. Um, the core has like the 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 way that they work is different, you know, between them. I, I'm yeah. I'm just amazed you haven't like like any of any of it. It's just such a series. Wow
0: yeah <laughs> damn I, <laughs> that's a pick you, you missed out that is so, a pick, and the sad thing is i I probably will never go back and have those experiences
1: no, for um, sure, yeah, I wouldn't think that you should at this point, you know, considering Skyrim exists, and the other two had their time.
0: I don't know that I'll ever even play Skyrim like I'm not it it was so overwhelming in terms mm-hmm. of you know it took over gaming yeah it's still (laughs) and yeah like they still make new versions right like one was just announced uh at e3 and i just don't care i'm not i don't know
1: yeah i mean i can see it it's it's a daunting task it it, it, it's like the witcher for me you know i i I know they're good games Uh, i know that they've been around for a long time but i can't really jump in because i feel like they're just it's like the witcher 3 just feels like this massive thing that i'll never touch that like mm. by all accounts is great but it's, it's almost like scary to think that there's like a 500 hour game out there that is great <sighs> that i'm not playing you know
0: <laughs> well that seems like you're up your alley
1: yeah that that's that's what gets me about the Witcher. it's like i should play that <laughs> yeah but i don't think i ever will like it's not it's not in the cards now you know it's too uh, far. <laughs>
0: Not in the Gwent. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, like I said, there's plenty of ways you guys can reach out to us to let us know what uh, what uh, your answer to that random question would be. Um, I feel like everybody's got one, right? Everybody has that one franchise that they've kind of uh, blanked on, so... Uh, before we move on though, I did want to, want to ask, what have you been playing lately? Anything, uh,
1: Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I hadn't been on my computer for a while for gaming and I just like jumped back in for a lot of things and like, it's just stupid things. This like a guts and glory game where you get to like drive down a hill on a shopping cart or a car and get killed. What? It's yeah. It's like, uh, do you remember happy wheels back in the no. day? Oh wow. It was like this internet game where it's, it's just it's like janky physics and you just go somewhere on a whatever mode of transportation and get killed by the environment. Um, So this is like an, it's like a better version of that basically. it's like four bucks. (laughs) So can't go wrong. Um, Yeah. I've died a lot playing that. And then in the spirit of dying, there's like a ton of battle royale things I jumped into. Uh, Totally accurate battle simulator is, is one where it's, completely ironic that it's not totally accurate it's it's in that series of games like the the totally accurate series where they're just like they fuck around and they have a janky engine with like character models that bounce and fly everywhere oh, uh man. so trying to aim down a gun and shooting is you know you fire a sniper rifle you literally fly backward and hit the wall you know like it's just Whoa. fucked up yeah it, it's just messed up on purpose so it's fun it's free um one though i actually do like uh realm royale it it's maybe for me a week old uh maybe it's been out for two by the time this comes out um so like looks like world of warcraft like early world of warcraft you know like launched even like warcraft 3 era graphics you know uh which isn't a bad thing it's it's just what it looks like and you get classes uh just like mage warrior engineer assassin and hunter and it's it's like any other battle Rail. you go out you get guns you find the loot it's random uh, but the classes make a difference cause you get spells. And so like a mage can fly and like, that's crazy. You know, like you're literally just flying for like 30 seconds at one point, if you get the legendary version of the spell, um, there's like self healing spells or like, you know, avatar, make a rock wall thing. Um fucking warriors can jump like 400 feet across at you practically so if, if you know like you're in a position with a, like a, a crazy sniper rifle and you're like an assassin you can cloak out of there but a dude might just look at you and be like yo fuck you and just jump up to you so the there's no like cars or anything like that but everybody has a, a mobility uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty fast paced and the weird thing about it that I really like um, there's no like airdrop system there just mm. is these forges throughout the game and you need to get like it's just items that you can disenchant along the way and you can build a, a legendary version of one of your spells there or like some armor or something. So like you have to fight over the forges, which is like persistent airdrops essentially. Hmm. Um, really neat. Cause you can steal people's shit. You know, they build it. The 62nd timer runs out and you can just run in, kill them and take their crap. So, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, man, it's, fun. it's,
1: it's really fun. Yeah. Um, I, I just hope that they keep it going. Like, I know there was a patch yesterday, and the negative reviews came in, like, immediately. <laughs> like, wow. it went from, like, an 80 to, like, a 70% on Steam just because people were like, oh, this patch, blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> just What's
0: play it for yourself.
1: I don't know. They got rid of the legendary weapons being craftable and then put them as ra- random drops for your class, oh. which, like, I like it because the legendary weapons were overpowered, and you... Could kill like one guy and then get a weapon, and so it's like rewarding you for getting one kill, making it kind of like Call of Duty in that respect, from my eyes. Right. You know, like here, here's your, here's your nine kill streak. It's a fucking nuke. You know, it's like, well, you know, help the little guy out. You <laughs> know, this way, it's like it's all random. The weapons are random too. You know, I like it better. Hmm.
0: Okay, you know, uh, it's interesting because there's so many battle royale games that uh, have dropped. Yeah, or I mean, died. <laughs> you, know, you just listed off a couple, and it seems like every week there's a new one. Um, and yet you seem to be playing them with a lot of regularity. Are you burning out at all?
1: Like, on the series, I thought I was for a while. and um, Like, I had played PUBG since, you know, forever, since, like, it was first a thing even. Um, and I played it on the, uh, you know, the Arma mod before that. So, like, I have a lot of experience with these games, and, like, PUBG was good for its time for me, and I'm definitely over it now. Uh, none of the patches or anything, like, bring me back. Um, then I tried Fortnite, and I was like, I don't really like this. Like, I know it's, like, the world's most popular game, but I'm just like, it's not for me. So, like, whatever. Um, I like, you know, Radical Heights. I feel like I'm looking for a Battle Royale that, like, fits that niche that I liked from the old ones. Right. And, you know, Radical Heights got shut down. So, really, like... I guess I burnt down on the series a while ago, but these are, like, new, unique ones. Like, a class-based one is really cool just because, you know, I like magic and spells, and it, it it just feels like you're playing, like, Battle Royale World of Warcraft for some reason, you know? That's cool. So, I don't know. It's it's different, you know? Like, if it was just, like, oh, here's another, you know, like, Fortnite or PUBG, I, I wouldn't jump in at all, you know? Right. Um, and totally accurate. Battle simulator is just broken and stupid on purpose. So <laughs> it's fun to fly out of a cannon and then you know, like I've got every weapon and then just fall over dead because you fired a gun too hard, you know. So that yeah, outrageous. as long as they have some crazy gimmick, I'll try them at least. Hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. So I I've been playing. What have I been playing? Oh, I've been playing Crash. The nice. Uh, yeah, finally. Pete would be that proud. Room. Yep. It's fun. Uh, I've been playing a mobile game called uh, Marvel Strike Force. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard about that. It's pretty <laughs> and, fun. And you like it, too. Yeah, I really like
1: it. Uh, <sighs> man. Yeah. Shit, if it's got the Sean Bartley seal of
0: approval <laughs> on a mobile game. I approve I, this game. I'm going to have to try it. <laughs> it's, it's fun, man. Um, it's not one of those mobile games that requires you to be attentive 24-7. You can pick it up, do a few things, have a few battles, and you know move on if you want to. Uh, it's perfect for me. Yeah, exactly. But if you want to play more, there are options for that too. Uh, some people feel that it it punishes you for not buying things, but I'm hmm. anytime I play like a free to play game, I want to specifically keep it free to play just because I like the challenge of having to get as far as possible without spending any money. what I do the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I haven't had any trouble at all getting everything I want to get. And I just don't let it bother me that there's certain stuff that I could have but don't because I don't spend money because that's my choice.
1: Yeah. So why would I get
0: frustrated about something I'm choosing to do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If, If, like, I think there was one mobile game I ever even gave money to, uh, it would probably have to be like, like Fallout Shelter, you know. Mm. And I think I, I I don't I've never paid a mobile game, but if there was only one, it would be that. And it's just because I basically beat it without ever paying money, so I felt like, wow, this is a real game, and it could deserve money, you know.
0: That's awesome. The only the only free to play game that I ever uh, spent money on was Hearthstone. I bought packs. Oh yeah,
1: I forgot about Legends. I had to. For Elder Scrolls Legends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I caved
0: um, on that one. But that was it, and I also felt like like what you just said, where I felt like Hearthstone's like a real game. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, you, you heard uh,
1: the E3 thing, He said Legends and uh, Fallen Shelter, they were like, yeah, people play this shit, like, a lot of people play this, and I was I was very surprised, I thought I was the only one talking about it, and like, nah, man,
0: everyone played Shelter, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it has that Fallout seal of approval, so... You know, people jump on board and, and uh, yeah, Legends is an Elder Scrolls It's a real game, game right? yeah. So, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. Bethesda and Blizzard make a free-to-play game. It's basically a real game. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's not going to be crap.
0: Exactly. It's going be good. So, um, oh, the other thing I've been playing is uh, Mario <clears throat> Kart 8 oh, on shit. my Switch. Oh, my God.
1: I'm Oh, wow. I can't believe I get to hear this instead of Pete. This is great. This is juicy <laughs>
0: as hell. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yeah! Oh Big my revelation. God! Uh, so you like it then? Um, I hope. Yeah. After the show last week, so uh, last, uh, so June sixteenth was my birthday. Nice! After Happy the, birthday! Re- thank you. After the recording of VGP last week, I was gifted with a Switch. Damn, mm-hmm. that's a good day. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You're like, I'll go get a Switch. Probably, don't worry about it. Oh wait, here's one. Oh. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So that's great. I I played. Uh, lots of mario kart um i also got legend of zelda but i haven't played it yet oh, nice
1: nice so. that is that is like uh my favorite one and if it wasn't for horizon last year i would have voted that game of the year so
0: <laughs> it's really fun man <laughs> yeah i think a lot of people had that same perspective and now i don't have to wonder now i get to actually find out for myself Oh my god. I can't I can't believe have you told Pete like through text or anything that you have one? I I, I did tell Pete. Oh, okay. um, (laughs) I did tell Pete because I knew that if I didn't tell him Yeah. I knew we you know, we obviously knew he wouldn't be on the show this week. Right. So I thought if I don't tell him before I tell you, he's gonna lose his mind. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna
1: fire me. He'll take it out of me.
0: Somehow it'll be your fault. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that to you. Yeah. So I did tell him, uh, and I'm sure that next week that'll be a bigger topic of discussion. Damn. Uh, but I did want to let everyone out there know that I finally have a Switch. So Do you have I'm anything probably... else for it? Those were the only games I got so far. I am going to get Mario Tennis. Okay. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. There there aren't a ton of games that I care about. Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'll probably get uh kirby's a possibility as well but that's it i don't i honestly don't care about super mario um nice what's it called Uh, uh... i don't
1: know i mean i'm in the same boat man i have mario kart like on disc right it's the only ones i have are like literally zelda mario kart and then um arms uh because it came with the all three of them came with it right and mm-hmm. i haven't bought anything else really for my switch other than like a couple other like smaller games and then the big ones like donkey kong and kirby we've we've played on the past play with you know it's like i haven't bought those so right. my switch library is like really small and i love the thing to death so it's just it's the weirdest console for me right now like it, i have like almost no games for it but it's like one of my favorite ones ever <laughs> so but i get it man there isn't a lot that i like fully care about like i'm still waiting for dark souls remastered and like i'm kind of pissed because it's like out on every other system now but not on the switch it's even more money on the switch which is even more insane by like two bucks it's like two dollars more for some reason that's odd and it's coming out like six months after it's like okay i guess fuck me for like enjoying the system i like
0: (laughs) right uh sorry (laughs) so i i uh I, i typed in mario switch Mm-hmm. because I wasn't sure of the name of the game, which is sad, but... uh Super Mario Odyssey, by the way. There you go, that's what but it was, yeah. The very first thing I see is why porn is showing up in Super Mario Odyssey. You know, it's just the attrition of the internet, and
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't have an IP without there being something... What was it? What rule number was it of it? Rule thirty-four. So thirty-four. There you go. I was gonna say forty-three, but I don't. I don't think there's a forty-three. Even there probably there's a few hundred on a site somewhere. I remember that. Right. Um. Yeah. But I can't remember what they are. Um. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs>
0: Especially Mario. <laughs> He's like uh, the longest running character. <laughs> apparently, people are. Uh, hackers have found a way to upload custom profile pictures. Oh my god! That can be pornographic. Oh lovely, uh, yeah. So, well done, I guess. Yeah. You know, this <laughs> is <laughs> this is what you spend your time doing: introducing porn to Mario Odyssey, a, uh, a, a <laughs> game for children. Game. <laughs> a, ch- a children's game, stamped out yet again. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, so. I think that's a it's a good opportunity for us to jump into the news. Uh, that wasn't a part of our news this week, but hey, you know, it is now. It is now. That's our breaking story. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, what's what what is going to start off our news uh, this week is the piece coming from CNN, uh, which is letting us know that the WHO, the World Health Organization, uh classifies gaming disorder as a mental health condition. Uh, and that's got a lot of people upset. So mm-hmm. uh, Susan Scuddis from CNN.com, uh, she, she wrote an article about this, uh, talking about what's going on. Uh, so I'm going to read a little from her article. Uh, Watching as a video game ensnares their child Many a parent has grumbled about digital heroin, likening the flashing images to one of the world's most addicted substances. Now, they may have backup. The World Health Organization announced gaming disorder as a new mental health condition included in the 11th edition of its International Classification of Diseases. So, uh, Dr. Vladimir Pozniak, who is a member of the WHO's Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse, says, I'm not creating precedent. Uh, He said, The trends, the developments which have taken place in populations and in the professional field. Uh, He's saying that the WHO has followed those, and uh, I guess based on that, they feel that video games are dangerous. Uh, He went on to say... uh, The expectation is that the classification of gaming disorder means health professionals and systems will be more alerted to the existence of this condition while boosting the possibility that people who suffer from these conditions will get appropriate help. He said that there are three major diagnostic features or characteristics of gaming disorder. One is that the gaming behavior takes precedence over other activities to the extent that other activities are taken to the periphery. The second is impaired control of these behaviors. Even when the negative consequences occur, the behavior continues or escalates. The third feature is that the condition leads to significant distress and impairment in personal, family, social, educational, or occupational functioning. The impact is real and may include disturbed sleep patterns like diet problems, like a deficiency, in the physical activity. Uh all that sounds real to me. Yeah. What do I, you think? I think it's pretty clear that like
1: that this this kind of situation has happened before. I mean, we we know like people have died because they've played video games for like 60 hours straight and they didn't stand up and you know, whatever reason there's there's been actual factual things that have happened and been resulted of like things that are in this classification system and right i don't think i don't think he's he's trying to you know cause an uproar or anything like that i just think that there there are people who have uh, uh whatever you want to call it you know like some kind of problem with this and for whatever reason it does impact their life and if you can say that it's a mental disorder now or actually have a doctor you know have something to just to like write down and say this is what it is rather than just like oh they like video games what is the what is you know why you know what well no maybe it's just the video games you know are replacing something else you know if that's the thing it's a first step on like helping people you know yeah so i mean obviously people are are upset and they feel both ways about this that you know like it's under attack maybe or something but if you take a second and like read what these classifications are i don't think that they're going around saying like oh you know video games are bad and mortal Kombat will make your kids want to you know punch people to death it's no no there are just people who have substituted real life
0: for video games on an extreme level and they need help so well uh to that point he elaborates and says uh millions of gamers around the world even when it comes to the intense gaming would never qualify as people suffering from gaming disorder perfect uh and i didn't know there me, was a follow up <laughs> right uh, there's there's even more i just wanted to give you an opportunity to speak uh he also says and let me emphasize that this is a clinical condition and clinical diagnosis can be made only by health professionals which are properly trained to do that um now there's another side to this argument uh and not all psychologists agree that gaming disorder is worthy of inclusion in the uh, International Classification of Diseases, Anthony Bean is a licensed psychologist and executive director at the Telos Project, a nonprofit mental health clinic in Fort Worth, Texas, and counts himself as a member of, of the people who don't agree with this. And he says, It's a little bit premature to label this as a diagnosis. I'm a clinician and a researcher, so I see people who play video games and believe themselves to be on the lines of addicted. Uh, in his experience, they're actually using gaming as more of a coping mechanism for either anxiety or depression. Uh, and he also said, when anxiety and depression is dealt with, the gaming goes down significantly. So, I I actually have a problem with that. I have a problem with what he said. Mm. The reason I have a problem with what he said is because you could argue that about lots of different things.
1: I think it's too generic as well. The anxiety and depression is the root of
0: how many different problems you know exactly so someone who is addicted to say alcohol right why are they addicted to alcohol is it because they're a happy person no it's because they've got problems in their lives uh that they're using alcohol to cope with they're using alcohol to numb themselves to you know get so blitzed that they can't remember why they're upset we know this uh, people who have alcohol addiction don't have it because they're living their best lives. They just don't. Right. Um, and it's not just anxiety and depression. It can be anger that's causing it. You know, it can be lots of different things. Um, people who have gambling addiction aren't addicted to gambling because they're living their best lives. They just there's just
1: something from across all these cases that you're getting out of it that you know you need. Like if it's the thrill of the gambling, or if it's just the fact that the alcohol like makes you forget something or whatever,
0: you know. Right, uh, and the, and granted, there are people who have uh, a, a, a predisposition to addiction mm-hmm. to, to to things such as gambling and whatnot. That that does exist, and we understand that. Um, that being said, though, I would argue that by and large, people who suffer from these kinds of addictions do so because of things going on in their lives. And if you could remove that, then yeah, they'd be, they'd be fine. If you could remove the pain from everyone's lives, we wouldn't have so much uh, addiction to various different things. But you can't do that, necessarily. Right, yeah. uh, when I was young, I absolutely had an addiction to World of Warcraft. Um, I played it all day, every day. It was the only thing I did. I isolated myself from others. I didn't spend time with my family or friends. Everything that um, that this doctor uh what was named Posniak, everything he said, I was the poster boy for all that. And it was because I had problems in my life. Absolutely. Now, I play Warcraft on a very uh, com- comparatively casual basis. Yes, I do raid. Yes, I run a guild, but uh, it's not my life. I do lots of other things. Right. And 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 it's because I'm 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 in a better place. So yeah, okay, yes. The the fact that I was depressed or whatever, is is why I was I was using WoW to cope. But, so is the person who's addicted to drugs and alcohol.
1: i i fully agree i mean i put way more time into starcraft which you know funny it's both blizzard things right but i put way more time into that in my young years than i thought i should have looking back on it and it was really just for like you know i didn't have like a lot of of friends or whatever back then and it was just kind of like well i had friends there you know like it was it would it made sense and like uh as far as the i don't know where the guy's name uh for the disagreement yeah as far as what he's saying like yeah. Okay. If you get rid of anxiety and depression and other things, it will go down. I understand that. But I I think that that's, I think that's just like not going to help a lot of other people who don't see it as clear as he sees it. And a lot of people are just going to say, well, my kid just won't listen. They just play games or whatever. But if, if somebody who's not into believing that that's even a problem hears from a doctor, like, oh, this is a mental illness, whether people want to believe it or not, I think it gives precedence to those to those people who might get overlooked otherwise and at least gets them on the path so that they can help what he thinks you know the anxiety and depression are if it's a misdiagnosis and it's not gaming disorder and they come out saying well you know you're depressed great you're one step further to fixing it but you wouldn't have got there without having the first step so i don't see this hurt anyone at all you know it's and i'm i'm very tenuous on the the gaming world's like you know restrictions like as far as you know governments getting involved and saying you know gambling and all that like yeah there's things that need to be regulated and fixed, but like it's a scary world when it's the wild west and this is one of those new things like this is the first time somebody's come out and said like whoa you know hey let's actually set some law about this Yeah. and i think people's reactions are justified because it's scary but i think they need to just read what's going on and just consider the other people that aren't you maybe you've never had a problem or can't believe it that's fine but maybe someone can you know if it's not If it's not video games, it could be anything. It could be, you know, just driving a car fast, you know. Just anything could be what you're using, so.
0: Right. Those are all symptoms of a problem. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everything you can be addicted to, unless you have, like, a, you know, some people develop uh, chemical dependencies. Like, if you're injured and you take, you know, uh, some heavy drug... It's going it become that that get that's different. That, yeah. that's, that's different. But if you're talking about someone who's self-medicating. You would call them a drug addict. Yeah, but for they're sure. self-medicating and we know that. So it's a symptom of a problem. So I don't understand why that logic applies elsewhere, but not here.
1: Even simply with alcoholism, um, it and not simply, but, you know, that one of the most, you know, talked about research things. They, you know, they they constantly say that it's like a mental disorder now. Like, you know, it's a thing that you're never going to beat, but you can fight. You know, and alcoholics who have gone through that, you know, come out the other side. And if they are sober, they they always view it as like, yeah, like I'm sober since I stopped. You know, and like, but it's not like it's over. It's still got to, you know, be fought. And that's a mental illness for sure. You know,
0: yeah.
1: There's very few, very few, you know, things that stand out as clear as something like that and i think you know if if you do have all the other problems fixed let's say right you know and like say you're not depressed anymore and everything but you still like can't get off of this one game or whatever like okay well that's like it's obviously an addiction right i mean it's it's very clear to me i but um you know I, i just look at it with you know as i hate to say it but like you know i'm getting older and it's just like i look at it with like a lot of experience back on my own life and, and think uh, you know, like I wouldn't have been on his like level for classification, but like, i certainly bordered on it. Like I spent way too much time on Starcraft when I could have been doing other things,
0: sure.
1: but like I had nothing other to do. Like I didn't fail school or anything. Like school was just easy. There was no challenge. So like, why not play the RTS that actually makes me think, you know? right? Sure. <laughs> and so that was like another symptom of it. Like, it could be as simple as like you just found something that actually like tingles your brain, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, we well bored kids in school get labeled as having ADD, right? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. It's like I I was I was never jittery or anything like that, but I just didn't want to be there, you know. Yeah. It's <laughs> just just bored. I just like every day I was just like, oh my god, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> There's no reason for I felt like there was no reason for me to be there, you know. But that's just. That's the
0: past. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, uh, hopefully this this uh, helps people ultimately, and I hope that the conversation continues because I think one big problem is that p- there's a disconnect in terms of people being able to understand gaming in general. Uh, For sure. And, and Let alone the reasons why people game and how you can become addicted to gaming and different things like that and how how it resembles other kinds of addictions. I think that there's a lot of learning that the, uh, mental health community has to do around this. And hopefully this can start that process. So, I mean, not to like belabor it
1: too much, but I was just thinking, man, like, you know, gaming has only been really super prominent in the last like 30 years, you know, and even 20, if you want to argue like the last couple of eras and like, this is all new stuff for the whole world. You know, the, the, the way it affects our brains and everything and the children have grown up with this now, like, like myself, you know, and it's all new. Like psychology didn't come around because people were like, Oh, you know, like this just came upon us. Like it it was hundreds of years of people saying, what if the brain and this and all these other things, It's so all new and it's going so fast. Um, as far as like information goes, like there's, there's not, you know, there's not enough, uh, I think like, time uh that we haven't seen like the long lasting effects of stuff so like this is I, I think incredible that it only took as long as it did for someone to say you know this might be a thing you know it, yeah. it seems everything else goes at a hundred year pace you know this was like within 20 years you know
0: yeah. and you get the extremes too so hopefully it's positive yeah uh so moving along uh sony has bringing back the uh greatest hits uh, I know, I'm so happy. <laughs> I know, right? Uh so given that the PlayStation 4 is now 5 years old or it's soon to be 5 years old, uh Sony is actually going to be lowering the price on some of the greatest console greatest games of the console's history uh under the new banner PlayStation Hits uh which they announced on Tuesday. Uh so there are 15 games in this uh, suite of of games that will cost $20 uh, which is a huge drop when you're talking about you know 60, 60 bucks for the average game these games cost $60 when they yeah. launch reasons why I don't buy them yeah. right <laughs> exactly um, so the list of games is as follows uh, Battlefield 4 Bloodborne Doom Drive Club Infamous, Second Son, Killzone Shadowfall, The Last of Us Remastered, Little Big Planet 3, Metal Gear Solid 5: The Definitive Experience, Project Cars, Ratchet and Clank, Street Fighter 5, Uncharted 4, Yakuza o and Yakuza Kiwami. So oh, that's a great. pretty good listing of games, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah. You notice too. I mean, I don't know if you you do it or not, but the PS plus program, I, you got most of these over the last year, actually, um, for free. If you had, if you were part of that, um, like for sure. I know they gave out infamous second son and metal gear five. I got for free as well. And, um, a couple other ones on that list. Actually, I think like six of them I got over the last year. Um, so like, it's neat that they gave them out and then they're like, fuck it. We shouldn't keep spending 60 bucks on these. Let's drop them. You know, <laughs> it's like, if you didn't have that program for that one month or you missed out on it, it's kind of it's a bummer, you know, that, to feel that way. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm super happy for this. Cause there is, there is like no way that I'm going to jump back to some old games when new ones are coming out like this, you know? Um, and, and like, you know, every game's got DLC now, anyway. So this makes it more tantalizing to jump into something. Um, and not feel like you're, you, know, you're spending a hundred dollars on a game
0: for the entry price. It's like twenty dollars. Perfect, man. I can jump in for that. Sure. Uh, there are definitely a couple games on here that I missed, and wouldn't mind jumping into for twenty bucks. I mean, The Last of Us obviously I haven't played. So if I can get a remastered version of it for twenty dollars, uh, can't see why not.
1: Yeah, and I think that one comes with the DLC in it because the like PS4 one was like the whole, you know, shebang with like all the graphics and everything put in. So um, for twenty, I think you get like the whole experience.
0: Oh, that's that's
1: well worth it. And yeah, even still, the DLC was like cheap. So right.
0: So speaking of PlayStation, uh, Kotaku is reporting uh, that PlayStation Now will soon begin offering downloads. Uh, Hmm. So rumors have been circling uh, that there may be an offline mode for uh, the struggling streaming platform. And uh, Kotaku's Rich Stanton says that uh, an industry insider, a source for him, uh, was willing to confirm these rumors, uh, saying that this will actually be available in September. Damn. Uh, the only downside is that it will it will only work with PS4 games. Uh, so it'll work similarly to Spotify or Apple Music, where you can download it, uh, but you have to have an active subscription. So you have to mm. be a PlayStation Plus subscriber to do this, and in order to play the games, you have to maintain your subscription, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, that 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 absolutely sounds right to me yeah especially
1: um, you're downloading them so from yeah. a service like you should you're paying for so i
0: i guess um i guess I don't really see why this is a big deal uh, i understand that sometimes you don't have internet access uh, and it would suck to be to lose the ability to play your games through that but I don't know. Um, 99% of the time I'm online, right? So Yeah, no, I totally agree.
1: I think the the issue that makes this good is that um, the service itself is not good at keeping the game streaming. So, like, my personal experience with it the multiple times I've used it was that the game would actually have to stop at some point playing whatever, you know, like a like first-person shooter and it just, like, stops because it's not loading oh. quick enough. So having it offline downloaded would be... Uh, you know, space, but, like, whatever. I mean, you're not going to have any hiccups on that, you know? And it, it especially sucks if, like, you're, like, trying to record it or something with an Elgato on top of it all, and it's just, like, it just, like, kills it, you know? So having it off would be good for that. Like, I don't think I'm going to get the PlayStation Now service mm-hmm. just for this because it's only PS4 games, and, like, with the price drop of the 20 we just mentioned, like, kind of... It's good that it's both angles like giving you more access but like for me it's not really good because i just want to play the ps3 titles i might have missed or um you know other, um, other like ps2 ones on there and stuff because mm-hmm. like they i don't even know how to how this works again but like, they do another thing where you can like rent a game but like it's not through ps now it's right. like you just get like time for it or something uh which is strange because it's kind of like the same thing as this now, but because you're still spending money on it, just two ways to do it. You know, yeah. you're still downloading it and spending money, but like, and you're paying for time, but like it's either a time slot or like a month of service, you know? So six, one, half dozen for me, you know, it's like, it's cool because the service isn't great in my eyes. Um, so that would help it. Cause like, I think that's the big issue is just keeping like, you might have great internet, but like the PlayStation is still not going to register 100%. So. Yeah.
0: uh, That, that problem that you, that you talked about, that makes a lot of sense as to why this would matter. PlayStation now is not something that's ever been on my radar. I've never heard anything positive about it. So I just haven't cared. Yeah. Um, Me
1: either. And I've used it
0: (laughs) for, for those that have it, you know, good for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, like, the, the first step to fixing it. So maybe when the PS5 comes out, it's a usable service. <laughs>
0: uh, so in the last little bit of PlayStation uh, news here, uh, this is actually not positive for PlayStation. Uh, so we, we talked about Sony being unwilling to play ball with uh, Microsoft and Nintendo when it comes to uh, Fortnite. And Minecraft and games like that not allowing the crossplay functionality. Uh, but Nintendo and uh, Microsoft are hitting back. Um, and they, it's gold. <laughs> I know, it really it's, it's actually awesome. They released a trailer, Nintendo did, uh, showcasing Minecraft crossplay. The trailer is literally called Minecraft Crossplay Trailer. And all it shows is. Uh, Minecraft gameplay and uh, makes it clear that this game is being played uh, by people who are on Xbox and by people who are on Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Switch, which is unprecedented. It's unprecedented for um, two different uh, console makers, two different you know publishers to openly work together in this way.
1: Let alone Nintendo, like the ones who just say screw it we're Nintendo we'll do what we want right um it it blew my mind when I saw this because like obviously I know that like crossplay is a thing between like PC Xbox all that you know and like there's other games that do it too um like Rocket League is a great example but they're far and between you know they're really they're not the standard and the fact that Sony and and sorry you know Sony's the one screwing up the fact that Microsoft and Nintendo get to rub their face in it uh uh, and and like the timeliness of the trailer came out like, like right away. They're like, oh, check this shit out. <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> it's it's great, man. Like, I we've we've talked before about complacent Sony. You know, like this is re- reminiscent of the PS3 era where the callousness of like, oh, you don't like our 600 hour launch console? Like, literally, go get another job for it. Like, right. what? you know, dude? Like, you know, it's fucking like, even if you're right, like, don't fucking antagonize me. You know? Yeah. And this seems mean. Yeah, it's like just like. It's just weird to see that they're going back in some ways to that, and like I know we've Mm -hmm. talked about, like oh we're afraid that might happen, and it's like well the evidence is coming, you know they are doing these these weird, you know like yeah we're Sony screw it, so I really I just I love it, you know like the Switch like I said earlier today man it's it's fucking great I love it it's my favorite thing I have like all the respect in the world for it, um I I love that they teamed up with Microsoft just to rub Sony's face in this one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's it's really funny. And then uh, Nintendo of America on Twitter actually tweeted uh, at Xbox saying, "Hey Xbox, since we can play together in Minecraft now, did you want to build something?" To which Xbox replied, "Our bodies are ready. What are we building?" What? I didn't to see which this. Minecraft replied, "Well, since you two seem so lovey-dovey now, why not try building something like this? Have fun." And they uh, attached an image of a heart. Uh, a Minecraft built, I guess, heart. Oh, And Xbox tweeted, Achievement Unlocked, ambitious crossover event. Oh, and my god. last but not least, <laughs> Nintendo of America replied, let the building begin. This is beautiful, man. Oh yeah. my god. That's some beautiful PR. Like, <laughs> I Even got the Minecraft
1: Twitter in on it. <laughs> yep. Wow. That, that's great, man. I actually didn't know about that one part. Uh, um... I, I I really hope they can just keep doing shit like this. Uh, just for like, j- just for me, like they'll keep me laughing until I'm hundred. You know, if laughter's the best medicine, um, this this shit's fucking great, man.
0: Uh, I was yeah. just looking at it
1: before. Oh my god,
0: it, it's really it's it's really unfortunate that Sony, uh, won't change their stance. I really, mm-hmm. I don't really see who's being hurt by this. It's not going to stop sales of Minecraft or Fortnite or whatever on the PlayStation. Yeah, the most
1: played game in the world, Fortnite. And they're like, let's not play ball. Like, okay. And like Minecraft was the one before that pretty much. And they're like, yeah, like screw it. Like we don't need that audience. Are you joking? That's like the audience. Like everybody's pretty much played Minecraft or Fortnite. If you're playing a game, you know, like it's come up. In conversation it's been in the tv the news there's like toys of minecraft shit there you know what i mean right. like it's just it's such a thing why would you not
0: you know <laughs> it's just odd it's yeah just really odd yeah and uh they just make they're making themselves look bad for no reason there's mm-hmm. no not no positive press can come from this and it just doesn't make sense to me
1: i really i i get digging your heels in on one or two of these things like you know, hey, you know, whatever, but this is like the third or, or so time and they just keep just being like, no. It, and it 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 just looks like you're being arrogant, you know what I mean, at that point. Like, I get it. You have a proprietary thing. It's working for you, but like they're that's not the way this is working in the future. You know, you talk about all these services yeah. about bringing people together and then you stonewall them on their most... And even still, even if you really don't want to have them work together, at least unlock the friggin' accounts for... Fortnite, um that's that's like that's just like evil genius level shit like ah you're trapped here now you know
0: right there's no need it just don't like you're not hurting anyone but yourself it's a very very odd stance to take but they want to do it so at this point it's it's almost strikes me as um uh they're not going to change their stance because it's been their stance and they don't want to they don't want to look bad yeah, and, of, and they're at know. the
1: point where it's like, if we, we cave on this, then people are going to be like, oh, see, you know. And then if they, they don't cave on it, then, then people are so, – I mean, they've gone too far now to get anything good out of this. And, like, that's right. definitely their fault because it's not like people didn't, like, tell them, hey, you're pissing people off, you know. Yeah, I'm sure – well, maybe they don't have their ear to the ground as much as we think they do. Maybe they just don't listen as much, you know. They might yeah. get a million to one letters and emails and just, like, they don't read them. I don't know.
0: Exactly, um, or they just don't care. Ultimately, don't. I think they don't care.
1: I, I honestly uh, think it's that. I'm just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think they don't give a shit. I think they're sitting on loads of cash, and they just they're like, "Fuck it, we'll ride this one out," you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> shitty, but whatever. <laughs>
0: uh, so um, we're gonna we're gonna move into another uh, topic here. Uh, IGN's Alana Pierce. Uh, Wrote a very, very good uh, uh, editorial piece uh, over at IGN about single player games. And essentially, what she says is that, uh, well, what she's not what she says, what the developers are telling her is that Twitch is actually hurting single player games. Now, we've talked about this before on the show uh where we've kind of talked about the fact that single-player games were dying or rather the perception that single-player games were dying uh and so she goes into that um uh and I, i'm gonna read a little bit from from her uh article here so if, just let me wrap here real fast uh At every video game event I've been to for the past six months, including this year's E3, I've asked a wide variety of game developers about the future of single-player games. Even though we're still getting enormous single-player successes like God of War, it's undeniably easier to monetize multiplayer experiences, and I think that's how this fear of the death of single-player games has shown up in pockets of the gaming community. The notion even goes back to 2011, with Mark Cerny, lead architect of the PlayStation 4, saying right now, you sit in your living room and you're playing a game by yourself. What could We call it the SP mission or the single-player campaign. In a world with Facebook, I just don't think that's going to last. The fear of a decrease of single-player games isn't too irrational, and many developers, from Indies to AAAs, told me Twitch is having a really significant impact on what games studios are choosing to make. One person I spoke to is Rami Ismail." from Vlambeer, who said, one of the most under-discussed effects of Twitch, YouTube, Let's Play, the whole content creator ecosystem on the games industry, is how the marketing impact of those platforms has affected what kind of games developers make. Why would any major studio, outside of a first party trying to sell consoles, or studio with a reputation for single-player games, bother with an immersive single-player campaign? Uh, And so we've talked about that, we've talked about how Single player games will probably never go anywhere, at least on uh, Sony's consoles, because those are system sellers. Same mm-hmm. with Nintendo. When they put out, uh, you know, Leg- Legend of Zelda, or they put out God of War, or Horizon Zero Dawn, not only do those games do well, but they also cause people to want to buy the console because it's the only place you can get that experience. Uh, uh, the upcoming Spider-Man games, another great example only play that on playstation lots of people love spider-man you're gonna buy a playstation 4 for that game if you know if you care um, but not when it comes to third-party developers it's not necessarily the same reasoning to make these games uh so i'm gonna read a little bit more from the article For those third-party publishers, the relationship between content creators and game development is an interesting one, in that grabbing the attention of content creators is one of the easiest, cheapest ways to market games right now, according to two anonymous sources from Ubisoft and three three independent developers. According to Rami, if studios want to take advantage of those content creators and thus thrive, the best way to do it is to just make a game that has never-ending content. Make a Sea of Th- Thieves, make a No Man's Sky, make a Destiny, and even if it's bare bones at launch, keep updating it and people will keep on advertising it for you. Frankly, even if the devs don't update it, a lot of people will keep playing if the core of the game is solid. PUBG has never-ending content just because each match is totally different by virtue of other players. So, mm. this article is super long, and it goes into lots of different elements. I encourage you to read it for yourself. Uh, if if you're interested in this discussion, uh, and that is going to take us into ultimately our you know main topic for the day, uh, which is, you know what do, what do you what do you think about this? We've now heard what the issue is and that it is an issue straight from a developer's mouth. So um, what do you think? the solution if there is even a solution uh to this issue is and do you think again we're having this conversation do you think that single player gaming is actually in danger
1: i have a lot of thoughts on this whole thing um good i'm glad (laughs) for for starters um i find it interesting that one of the sources was a one of the ubisoft people um because i know that like their whole thing this year has been like games of services so like I think like just for like a matter of perspectives, I think that's what this whole thing is really about. You know, like some people say it's a thing that's affecting it. Some people say it isn't from their standpoint and their companies based on that whole thing. Like games of services is where the future is. I can see them totally believing that single player games are just like gone, um, you know, in that world. But, but I think that that's crazy because like you have a game like persona five, uh, which is decidedly a single player game, right? There's no, no thing about it that isn't and you know they came out and had some weird things about it, like oh don't spoil this part don't spoil that part on twitch or, or whatever streaming service but it's still a single-player game and it sold bananas and people loved it and uh you know it just it lit the world on fire for what it was like he said if you build a core game that's like satisfying even if you don't update it or ever people will come back well the same could be said <laughs> bless you thank you for single-player things um also for a third party, I know they don't have a lot of money to do that necessarily. And that's where this comes into issue with them. But like, I think something that like people forget or, you know, maybe haven't considered is not everybody asked for the game to be bajillion dollars. Like undertale is a game that is single player and it's got cheesy sprites that don't look good. And it's one of the best games that's ever come out throughout all of history. You know, like I, Still stand by Undertale being, like, one of the best games ever. And it's a single-player game that was cheap, that was a third-party game, and it it defies the the expectations and criteria of all these marketing campaigns, especially when it's the kind of game that, like, by the time I got to it being so close to the industry as I am with like, you know, I I'm always looking for shit like this and like, it was out for months before I even heard about it. You know, I just kept hearing like the name. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know what was going on. And it just, just came out of nowhere and it blew me away. Um, that is always going to happen. You're, you're always going to have a single player game just pop up for whatever reason. And it doesn't have to be, you know, the best graphics to have, to have a gripping experience. Like, you can play Dwarf Fortress, which I'm not sure if you're aware of. It's it's incredibly hard, kind of like Minecraft game. Uh, very 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 complex, but it literally looks like shit because it's it's got like ASCII for art, you know, like just it's crap looking. But you can spend a million hours in this game, and there's a guidebook, and it's like 150 pages for it just to get into the game, and you know, I mean, like don't, nobody asks for this shit, but it's there, you know? Right. And some people claim that that's, like, the most amazing, um, uh, you know, game for its its style of, of, like, you know, city management and all those things. And, like, it's it's free, <laughs> for Christ's sake, you know? Uh, you know, like, Space Station 13 exists. It's, it's a multiplayer game. Not in the same scenario as that, but, like, that's the same idea as Dwarf Fortress. Like, nobody asked for this thing. It doesn't have to have great graphics. But the experience is what matters, you know? Yeah. And single-player games deliver an experience. When you look at... Battlefront two or whatever the Star Wars Battlefront two. I can't remember. Like the the second Star Wars game, you know, that came out and, and it was like, Oh, you know, like not happy about this and that loot boxes and everything. Um, uh, The the single player game, at least, you know, Pete was even saying it was like, well, at least it might, you know, it's got one, maybe, you know, it's good or whatever. It turns out it was shit too. And you know, that, that could have sold the game. Some people were still holding out that like, maybe the single player is good. And, and like they say that like, Single-player games are dying, but like in that game, people would have bought it just for that, even if everything else was shit for a while, you know. Sure. So I mean, I I just think like just just to like get you know all of it out there, like it's crazy to think that they're going away. Uh, they might diminish, and they might not make enough money to like be worth it in a AAA developer's eyes or something. Because, obviously, DLC and loot boxes and everything make money. I mean, that's just the way it is. But they're always going to be there, you know? Little, like, Undertales are going to pop out, you know?
0: Yeah, I I think uh, this conversation is actually presented from a slightly different perspective than what we've talked about it before. It is, yeah. Uh, Just because the argument here is these games are being uh, promoted basically for you for free on Twitch, and it's influencing the kinds of games people want to play now. So, if I'm a big Twitch streamer, and all I play is, you know, whatever, Minecraft, right? Mm-hmm. People watch me, they may be inclined to go buy my game, uh, and not not my game. The game I play, And because I don't play, you know, whatever else, they're not that interested. Now it's all about exposure. You know, you can put out a commercial... And spend, you know, $500,000 putting your commercial together and distributing and everything else. But you could also just put your game out and if people like it and they play it on Twitch, that's free, right? Yeah, yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. A lot of sense. Um, And it also makes a lot of sense that the idea of, hey, you could make a game as bare bones as you feel like making it. And like Fortnite, if it blows up, people will play. Yeah, that's in the zeitgeist. Now the zeitgeist is determined not necessarily by the quality of your game, but by what people are watching and playing on Twitch. Is Fortnite a good game or not? I don't know. I was convinced it wasn't even a game for a long time, (laughs) but people were playing it like it was. That's what matters uh as as i have a question player, real quick yeah sure.
1: do you do you think that like that goes both ways for like you know as a streamer or someone playing those games and people want to watch you and then say you're into like you know a single player game that you just pick up do you think that like that trend hasn't started yet like there hasn't enough single player games for streamers and stuff to make them popular now so it's not within the framework or is it like just that developers are like well i mean they don't make enough money so we're not making them yet
0: you know Honestly, I I don't even feel that we're seeing the effects of of what they're talking about. Like, because I'm
1: in the same boat as you,
0: kind of. Here, I just was curious. Yeah, I well, don't, I don't know. Like, for example, Persona Five, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they it had strict restrictions in terms of how you could stream it, <laughs> um, and that was to prevent. Uh, ruining the story and making people feel like they shouldn't buy it. Right. As far as I know, Persona Four, Persona Five did really well. Yes, So it did. <laughs> I'm not seeing the problem. That that's uh, yeah. That's that's my mind is in this. I'm just like what. <laughs> single player games are not the same as multiplayer games in that single player games to have the experience you got to play it. Yeah. Uh, you you know, it's not it's not quite the same. Now, theoretically, you could watch someone play a single-player game and go, oh, man, that was cool. I got what I needed out of that. There are people who will do that, but gaming is about you. You know? It's about your experience. You can only have the real experience by actually physically playing the game. Um, so, I just... I feel that single-player games will always have a space, a, a place in gaming, Uh and I think that there are gamers out there like us who will always support this. You know? Yeah, uh, I will always choose the single player gaming experience. Now there was a time for a few years where I was only playing multiplayer games, pretty much. But I've kind of sw- I'm sw- swinging back into that single player desire because. That's ultimately where my heart is. My heart in gaming is in um, that visceral, me alone experience. Um, and, 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 yeah, and that's I agree. always going to be required. We're always going to want that. Now, you mentioned something that I think was hugely important when you mentioned graphics, and that not everybody has asked for these games to, 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 to have these huge budgets. You're totally right. My some of my greatest experiences in gaming were not with games that had these, you know, massive budgets. They were with games that had, like, some of my favorite games of all time are Sega games. I've got a friend who, when he comes around, we don't even talk about new games. We only play old games. One of my you know? friends,
1: all we play is the PS2, uh, the PS1 Gundam Battle Assault, uh,
0: it's a PS1 game. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah. And 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 you could argue, "Well, oh, that's nostalgia, that's whatever." I don't care about like, for example, Mega Man games. I don't want them to have better better graphics necessarily. Yeah, I think I the, the last to...
1: one that came out was a perfect example.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like it looks good. It looks like a Mega Man game. That's all I care about. Uh I don't I don't need like Crash Bandicoot. You could re-release you, they could have re-released Crash Bandicoot with the exact same graphics that it came out with in 1997, and I'd have played it, and I wouldn't have cared. I'd been just as happy. Uh, yeah. Not all gamers care about graphics. There are lots that do, but not all gamers care. And when you lower the cost of production, you also lower the bar for what required for what is required to make your game a success. So if you lose those people who care about graphics, then maybe that's okay because what you gained are people who don't care about graphics, people who care about the experience and that's what's important to them. I, I think that there's a market for that.
1: Yeah, countless times I've seen people immediately see, uh, even E3 this year was was obnoxious for it. The moment a game's even got three seconds of footage, all you see is like, this looks like shit, looks like from 2001. Like, please, it doesn't. But in any case, you know, th- that's, that's just people like rattling off. But I think, how, how many times have we heard, you know, man, this looks beautiful. It's just the story's crap. Or, you know, like, Destiny looks great, but, like, people were mad about it all the time. You know, like, some of these most beautiful, like, Call of Duty always looks good. You know, like, the graphics are stellar. You know, or even, like, the new Star Wars game I just mentioned. Like, you know, not new now. but Battlefront, yeah. Yeah, Battlefront. it's just, like, it looked beautiful. But, like, that can't stop it from having all these other problems, clearly. Which, you know, Battlefront's a special case. I get it. But it's, it's just the the... The production value for some of these games, I know that they claim, like, well, they're, they're this much money to make. They're really expensive to make. Like, okay. But nobody asks you to, like, for example, like Tomb Raider, one of the games I love, they introduce the thing where they're like, oh, every hair on her head, like, waves in the, the wind. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. But what was that, like $100,000 to make, you know, like? <laughs> like if if that would have not that it did but if that was like one of the things that they're like man this this looks fucking great but then they're like you know the story sucks or something you know they could have done something somewhere else you know i know that like uh i think being too ambitious almost is what it seems like like they want to make the most beautiful prettiest thing every time and then say that this stands out but it's like i see this problem with the, the the crisis engine or the Crytek engine or whatever between like the far cry games you know um, and, like, Crisis 1, 2, and 3, like, they always look great. They're always going to be perfect, right? But, like, the story is, like, non-existent in my eyes. And, like, Crisis is even worse of an example because it's sci-fi shit, and I love it, and it's got aliens and everything, and it's still, like, the most, like, just bare-bones possible, like, generic, just, what you know, just, like, whatever, you know? But it looked great. It was, yeah. it was The gameplay is fun, but it's never, like, you know they spend so much time using this engine i think it looks beautiful but like where's the rest of it sometimes um and it doesn't have to be just video you know visual it could be audio you know you could have uh it's a miracle what one voice actor with talent can do to a game um i think kingdom come deliverance was a great example that everyone sounded like they belonged in that period you know the guy wanted to have historical accuracy and like you know, they, they at least sounded close enough, you know, and like it was pretty good. His attention to detail made it worth the while,
0: you know? Yeah. I also want to point out <clears throat> that it's, it's, it's crazy to me, especially after this E3, that we're even having this conversation. <laughs> I know. I know. Are you kidding? All the games that were shown, like so many of those games that we thought to ourselves, oh, my God. Like on this podcast, the games that we were the most excited for were single-player games
1: i know i know right i mean for christ's sake like doom sold insane and gets a sequel you know um like that alone i think is proof that like you can take a game that's you know like god of war like sold crazy what you know like who thought that that was going to be good it it, it seemed dead in the water you know the some of the best games i've ever mentioned to you guys have been like just pure single-player games like even when i used to play multiplayer pretty much exclusively during like my halo days right bioshock came out and i was like damn you know like that's my game right now you know and obviously you're not going to go online with that one until two whatever but um it, that one stands out more than like the first bioshock this is years old stands out more than the new halos to me um because also the old halos had great single player stories you know that you could really enjoy
0: that's what I played Halo for. I actually I never did cared it for about the multiplayer. I only played for the single player. I,
1: dude, I, I did the same <laughs> thing. I only jumped on multiplayer because all my friends were doing it. And after I beat the game, the legendary, I was like, all right, screw it, you know? And and that's I always got them for the single players. Even Call of Duty, man. I played them for the single player. I liked mm. the story, you know? And then Modern Warfare 2 was, I think, the last one I played. Um, they just started trailing off, you know? Sure. My friends would get them, and I'd see them, and I'm not interested anymore. But it's just... it's. I know that the multiplayer aspect of that stuff makes money and the zombies mode is fun and all that. I get it, but I still don't see why if, if their production value is as insane as it is, you know, just like put a good single player game in there, man. You know, like you'll get gamers
0: back. You know what I mean? Or, or maybe those games don't need to have single player. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't, it's, yeah. It, what difference does it make? <clears throat> if the draw of Call of Duty is the multiplayer, Yeah. don't yeah, it's slap that a single player experience on it that's going to suck and have a bad story. Yeah. When you could just put those resources into making the multiplayer the best it can be because there are plenty of opportunities. We talked about this. Gaming is in a space right now where you can essentially have whatever experience you feel like having. So not everything has to have anything, you yeah, know? Precisely. You know like you can you can put out A Spider-Man game where you're just Spider-Man and that's all and that's enough. And it's beautiful. (laughs) And it's beautiful. If the game is good, I believe this. In 2018, if your game is good, you can make money with whatever it is that your game is. I I think the Switch speaks volumes to that because things
1: like you know Overcooked are just these little things that you – like, obviously, it's I don't, I don't think it's native on the Switch, but, like, it, it fits at home there. Like, the, so many titles on there I pick up, and they're just little, like, $10 things, and they're just incredible. They're some of the best right. experiences I've ever had because the game is satisfying and good, and it doesn't have to be anything more than, like, sprites, you know? I can exactly. go back to, um, you know, like, Final Fantasy Ten is, like, my favorite one, and, like, yeah, the voice acting's is terrible and all these other things, but at the time, it was, it was like, the best possible thing I had, and, like it was it was really fun for me you know and like i look at like the new ones and i feel almost like you know like 15 looked great but like eh, you know <laughs> it's like it was fun it was fun but like for me i don't know it's not even nostalgia like just something about the other ones they nailed it you know in such a way like yeah. i feel like that one also for 10 was the first voice acted one so obviously there's a lot of weird stuff with that but sure. when you get games like that um Yeah, I feel like the magic of some of them is is getting lost. Like, the Persona games, um, I think, do a great job of that, keeping it just, like, every couple of years you get one or even longer. And uh, they they come out when they're out, you know? Like, Blizzard does that, you know? Like, it's out when it's out, man. Like, whatever, you know?
0: Oh, man, I have a major axe to grind um, on that same subject. Uh, I love the – I'm a huge wrestling fan, and I play the WWE games. Right, And when I was a teenager uh, and even a younger kid, those games were actually really, really, really good.
1: I used to play those too.
0: Yeah, they were really fun. Yeah, most people who've played them uh, up until a certain point think that those were great games. And I think um, more recently, over the last probably like seven, eight years – uh, they've really just started shoehorning them out mm. because um, they want to get them out of every year, right? And because of that, the development cycle for a game that's coming out next year has to start like last year. Right. So they're behind graphically. They don't have the time to up- update these games enough to put new content in them as much as they'd probably like to and as much as gamers want, um, the games are always glitchy, and it feels like they remove more modes than they add every year. Yeah. And it's all in the in the effort to make more money, and it's like, at what point is the onus going to be on the developer to make a great game first before they worry about all the other stuff? Don't worry about a multiplayer experience in a single-player game. Worry about making the best game humanly possible. Then, if your game doesn't make money, we can have this conversation. But we're talking yeah. about this conversation, especially in the context of Ubisoft. What are their biggest franchises? What it, kinds of games are they making right now?
1: The the one that stands out to me about what you just said, you know, was like Assassin's Creed. Like they right. they ended up taking a, a hiatus and worked. It's back to yearly again. I'm immediately like, I don't know about that. You know, I'm already feeling like weird about that one because it's like yeah. it's too soon.
0: Why did they have to take time off? Because <laughs> overbearing, <laughs> exactly. In the game would people much. just turn them down to it, yeah.
1: yeah. And famously, they said that you know, like we'll stop making them and stop buying them. Like I get it, yeah, that's fine. But like, um, you know, the games are suffering in my eyes. You know, they they certainly are. You know, um, and
0: and when you treat gaming that way when you treat gaming as purely a business that's what you get you get ea you uh, get ea you know,
1: the unicronic arts of, of video games they consume <laughs> and destroy all things around them and only they will remain uh the poor bastards you know annihilated how many fucking studios i've loved throughout my life like it it's it's just a matter of their their mindset of what games are and their ways to make money rather than to make games which is fine because they got to make money but like you can see the attention to detail and like something simple like like don't not put out vampire and like it's not the best game ever but it's a really solid game and it's a single-player game and they put their heart into it and you know they're they're a small little studio that just made you know a couple games and got you know picked up for it pretty much like because they they, they built things that were good <laughs> you know and like it reminds me of like you said the wrestling thing it reminds me of like car sales in general because it's like you buy the 2020 model in 2019 you never buy the right model the right year because they're already working on the next one by the time you get it even with computer parts it's like it's obsolete next year you know
0: yeah and 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 uh the way that planned obsolescence works you buy a freaking car <laughs> and and it's going to be useless at some point yeah um driving but- it off the lot
1: is what gives it the least or most amount of devaluation which is scary you know (laughs)
0: yeah uh so i think i think we're 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 about good here on this conversation i i think that you know we've had this conversation on this show about three times already probably and it's probably not something that's going to stop happening uh the reason i feel that way is because ultimately single player gaming experiences are the treasure of gaming and Fighting for those experiences, ensuring that we can always have them, is something that's important to do, but I also don't think we're in danger of losing them, because at the end of the day, there are gamers out there, like Thompson and I, who are always going to want those experiences, and even if it's an Undertale, where the graphics maybe aren't you know, as fantastic, whether it's that, whether it's a God of War, um, I think that there's... There's a wide range of opportunities to make games and make them successful in that space. And as long as developers are open-minded and willing to try new things and provide the best experience possible, we're always going to have single-player games. So, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation. Uh, let us know your thoughts about single-player pl- single games. And what, if anything, if you're, if you're not a single-player gamer, what is the reason? Uh, what would cause you, what would cause you to jump into that world? Um, and if you are a single player gamer, what's your favorite single player game experience of the last five years? There are lots of ways you can let us know that, uh, definitely do go leave us a rating after you listen to this on your podcast hosting platform of choice, make sure you get us on social media at the comics pals, you can write into the video game pals at, uh, the video game pals at gmail.com last but not least. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you for doing so. We really appreciate you one last favor. Just hit that share button, share this with your friends and subscribe to the channel. Really, really helps us out a lot. And we appreciate that so much. Pete and Andy will be back next week. Everything I said at the beginning of the show was a lie. Um, It's unfortunate, uh, but they'll be back. Yeah, they'll, they'll be back. We'll be back to the loudness. Um, (laughs) But Thompson and I, you know, we did our best to hold down the fort and hope that you guys had a good time with this one, because I sure did.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, man. It's a good conversation. I actually enjoyed the civility for once. Uh, You know, (laughs) it was great. (laughs) It was a good time.
0: Likewise. We'll have to do it again sometime. Uh, So let's jump into plugs. Thompson, take it away.
1: You can find me at RelicVampire on Twitter and other such things. Uh, You know, I just post memes or whatever uh i'm I'm feeling pretty good about this couple last ones I put like maybe an hour into you know some thought process and use my paint skills to It's full advantage so if you want to check out my nine thousand hours in m s paint go on my twitter account woo <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: so uh Pete is at loud underscore pete uh he's you know on everything because he's a social media lover uh so you can hit him up on there for to tell him why you think that he should let me host the show. Uh, Just kidding.
1: No, 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 do it. That's a good idea. We'll start this (laughs) movement.
0: (laughs) Maybe like a shadow Twitter poll is going to be hosted by me. (laughs) Um, He also appears with me on the Comics Pals every week, which was posted the day before this. He wasn't on the show this past week, but we had a really good conversation. Uh, We reviewed some books for you guys. We reviewed Amazing Spider-Man 801, Man of Steel number four, and Shanghai Red, and we also talked about whether or not middle brow comic books like what's published by Image are sustainable. So really good conversation over that way. So go check that out. Um, and then Andy is Tiger underscore Millions on Twitter. Go to his Twitter page and tell him he is trash. <laughs> and tell him that I sent you. Uh, and as for me, of course, you can find me on the Comics Palace as stated. And I am at Sean Soapbox on Twitter and Instagram. So with that, we're the Video Game Pal signing off. Take care, guys. Bye.